Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Cars and Corals. I'm Matthew. And I'm Ethan. Today we're going to be talking about getting started in each other's hobbies and what's a good way of going about that. Mm, yes. So I'm going to let Ethan go first. Okay. Um, well, what I wanted to talk about as far as getting started in the aquatics hobby, um, really in general, just because I know that a lot of our listeners aren't just going to be keeping corals, but keeping freshwater, saltwater, corals, plants, you know, fish, shrimp, inverts, you know, not inverts, <laughs> uh, anything. But uh, when you get started in the uh, aquarium hobby, the first thing you do is what, Matthew? Throw two clownfish in a tank? No. No, cycle. what do you do? You cycle. <laughs> Learn that the hard way. Yeah, right. Poor, poor dudes. <laughs> Anywho, so when you cycle an aquarium, it being the the most important thing for any hobbyist to learn uh and if you don't learn it you'll learn it the hard way Um, yeah you are growing bacteria in your tank that is going to move ammonia which is a toxic element that every living thing on this planet creates a beneficial bacteria yeah yeah nitrifying bacteria um and of course there are bad bacteria as well which are what you know. happens with like nitrites and nitrates? No, kind of no, no. Um, okay, so uh, bad bacteria would be like a, a, a bacterial infection, like bacteria that get on the like fish ick? and stuff like that. Ick is a parasitic infection. Okay. So there's there's different kinds. I'm, I'm beating around the bush. I'm right, trying, right, right. To, I'm trying to hit the nail, or the, uh, <laughs> nail on the head here. The yeah, hammer, he'll, I'm, I'm... he'll we'll, we'll talk about parasites uh, in a future episode. Okay. But... Um, and, and bad infections and such. But today we're talking about the good bacteria, the bacteria that keeps our fish alive. Because over anything, our fish and our corals, uh, over anything we are bacteria keepers. Because if we don't have this bacteria, they can't live in these systems. How I tell most of my customers um, this entire spiel that I'm about to tell y'all <clears throat> is that in nature there is an in and an out for every body of water except for the ocean and even in the ocean it's so absolutely ginormous that it really doesn't need an in and out it has you know processes that um, waste away all of the nutrients that go into it and deludes it to the point where it's not really you know a big issue Um, so when we're looking at doing we're, when we're looking at cycling our first aquarium, we're looking at breeding this good bacteria. And when um, we are looking at that, we are looking at keeping uh, our ammonia and nitrite out of the water and our nitrate in the water. So ammonia, I've already explained, is the element that all living things create. Um, it's also toxic which is very unfortunate (laughs) because if you have ammonia in the water your fish get stressed they get ammonia burned they can die it's it's like poison it's not good um that's like when you were moving my sand out of my tank from atlanta i had that one sitting for a while as in my aunt and friends care Mm -hmm. up in atlanta and we moved it back from atlanta here to uh, chattanooga Chattanooga. and uh, you you actually got a burn on your hand from the ammonia from the sand i i cut myself um on your rock work and it, it's either a reaction to the rock or a reaction to the amount of ammonia that because wasn't. i mean that sand had been that sat, was, sat there for a, a good year yeah it was not good <laughs> i was i was messing around in the sand trying to find snails and crabs and stuff and it nasorious snails yeah nasorious snails um but they are yeah i it, it did not feel 
awesome. Anywho, if it can affect us, it can definitely affect your fish. The fish over are more time. fragile. Yeah, very, very and much coral. so. And coral, even more, I think coral yeah. are more fragile than fish. I definitely agree. Unless it's a copper banded butterfly fish, because you could look <laughs> at it wrong and it would die. And it would die. Yeah, you could wink at it and it would just be like, nope, I'm out. Um, but anywho, so. When we're looking at uh, transferring this over, our workforce that does that, that eats the ammonia and turns it into nitrate, is our bacteria, our nitrifying bacteria. So we have to add that in the sense of adding live sand, live rock, or even rock with capsulated bacteria, or even dry rock and add a bottled bacteria. Um, in some way, we got to get that bacteria in there, because without them, they are the um, life support system. So without them, the fish cannot live. <laughs> I found it pretty cool when I set up a tank. You had a um, a bottle of bacteria that was both fresh water and salt water, and you could add it together, and it would know the bacteria would know what tank it was in, and the fresh water would die in the salt water, and the salt water would die in the fresh water. Yeah. But I found that really cool that you can just buy a big bulk bottle of bacteria itself that's good for both. For either, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what most of the bacterias do. Like when you're starting, um, there it's a multi-use bacteria. So like it could do fresh water, it could do salt water, it could do brackish. Um, it takes longer, of course, in the salt for it to actually take root because of the salinity and such. Most of the bacteria is going to die off. But um, that goes into effectiveness of different brands of bacteria. Um, and that's why these days a lot of companies are branding towards freshwater and saltwater specific bacterias. And that way you buy a bacteria that's going to be more beneficial and efficient for your needs in particular. Like okay. Fritz Aquatics. Um, <laughs> okay. Love them. Anywho, so when you are getting your bacteria in your tank, um, you have to have an ammonia source. A lot of people, when you go to Petco PetSmart, they tell you, leave your tank sit for a week. This is not going to do anything. This is literally not going to do you anything. You need to have something in there for it to like get settled. Like you need to yeah. have sand in there. You need to have live rock. You can't just leave water in with mm -hmm. a filter and let it. Yeah. Because that filter needs to build up bacteria. The filter needs to have. Yeah, the filter it. needs to build up the bacteria. So um, the process that you go for for cycling is not just leaving this tank empty. It is putting ammonia in the tank, whether that be ghost feeding, so putting food in the tank even though you don't have fish, putting a shrimp in a bag or shrimp in a net to decay in there uh, and create the ammonia, or putting fish in there even though um, I don't really like that method. People do use that method. Like and damsels. Are just, yeah, so like damsels. They can't kill them. You really can't. Even if you wanted to kill a damsel, it would probably just like spite you. It would just be like... It would become live. a ghost right. and haunt you. Oh my gosh. So anyways, the... Um, Golly, I hate damsels. <laughs> I hate them. Um, but when we're looking at uh, cycling a tank with fish, the the thing that most people think is it's okay for those fish to die. I'll just buy really cheap fish. It'll be fine. Um, but like for me, I'm I never want to buy something and put it in my care and then kill, kill it. it. Yeah, like I'm buying them with the full knowledge. Like eighty percent, you're gonna die, dude. Sorry. <laughs> here, here you go. And I, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable do with think, that. Do you think you're going to start denying customers? Not denying, because here's, here's the thing. Instead of denying, you're just going to kind of be like, hey, a better option is yeah. this. Well, that's what I'm going to say, is I'm going to be like, there are, because you need to tell everybody every option. You can't withhold information. You should, you should tell them some people like to do it with fish. Some people do and it without fish. they're in their ways, and you can't really change you're it. You're right. Like people that have been doing it for years. That's and right. And you're a younger guy that's coming in to own a brick-and-mortar store, and then you're going to be like, hey, 
you shouldn't do it this way. And those guys are going to be like, look, I've been doing it this way for years, That's kids, right. since you were be- born, you know. And then you can't look like you're being ignorant about something. Okay. You got you got to say, yeah, hey, your way works, but maybe you try it this way this time. It's the new way. It's the yeah, it's the new way, but you can't really put it like that to somebody who's been in it for a long time. Well, the old way's best. I, I don't know, whatever. Anywho. And the old way, in some cases, is better. You know, I'm sure that's the same way with cars. There are, there are probably older things that, no, no, all the new ways better? No, I don't know. I don't know. If, if, that's very, very vast when you're, when you're talking about that. Sure, sure. You, you have to kind of narrow it down. In some ways, the new way is better. In some well, ways, that's what I'm saying is that both ways it shifts. There are some ways, like, I think LED lights are better. But there are some people that are stuck in their ways and say T5s are better. And in some cases, T5s are better for growth of coral. So okay. when we talk about that, there are ways that one is better than the other. It just depends. But anywho, um, old way or new way, that that also be a good, good episode. Okay. Anywho, in the future. Um, but when recycling this tank, we want an ammonia source. We want somewhere for the bacteria to live. Uh, whether that be sand, rock, biological media, you just need surface area for this uh, uh, bacteria to attach to and grow off of. Um, so when we go from the um, so when we go from the bottle and they become non-dormant and they go into the tank, they have somewhere to grow and thrive. So um, yes, yeah, so uh, home, food source, and then we wait. That is when we are waiting. We put the ammonia in, we put the bacteria in, and now we got to test the water. And that's the biggest thing that I tell people is test, test, test. Know your water. And your store, most stores offer a thing. You can bring in a sample of your water that's been in your tank, yeah. and you'll test it for free. That's right. And we're actually the only ones in Chattanooga right now that test it for free. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But most stores, like in bigger cities... Yeah, bigger cities. If you are a... In my opinion... Um, you're testing the water in the store anyway, so you're buying those test kits. Mm-hmm. Just to be able to give your customers a good reading on their water, I think it's worth giving that for free. And I, I think so, too. I think that's great that you offer that for customers that are walking in. And I've seen you test water before. You don't even have to look at the bottles. You can look at the color and know how many drops to add. You've been doing it for so long. But uh, um, I picked up a test kit myself off Amazon. $40, I think I was looking. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not... Pretty, they're not they, I, I sold the for big... thirty six ninety nine. There you go. Free. There you go. <laughs> um, but I mean, you you can find them online, and the instructions are pretty clear. You have bottle number one or two. Mm-hmm. Add number one first, number two second, and it'll That's tell right. you ten drops per vial. And the little glass vials they give you to have a line, obviously marked where you need to fill up your test water too. And I think um, they make it very easy for the upcoming or new hobbyist. They do. To do it yourself, or if you're not sure, buy the test kit, bring it into your local fish store, and say, yeah, "Hey, I'd be." more than welcome to show them how to do it yeah Yeah, even and then uh, i think the only confusing part is you know like you you have these different colors and you're like Mm. well what do these colors mean bring it in and have them the fish store test you know your water that you brought in and then they can tell you this is good or bad or if it's bad they can test their water be like this is what your water should look like and this is what your water looks like now and i think that's a great thing well and then we can tell you how to fix it exactly that's that's the biggest thing is that Local fish stores, not just my local fish store, but any local fish store is there to help you. I mean, that is the whole reason we're still in business is because we are a hobby shop, hobby orientated, or, uh, orientated, yeah, orientated shop that is able to help the hobbyists. When you go into a box store, you're helping yourself. When you go into uh, an online store or whatever, 
you're there to help yourself. But when you go into a local fish store, you have people there that love this hobby and want you to be successful in this hobby just as much as they are. You know, they, they want the best for you. And that's, that's what is so magical about it because th there are people there to help you through it and answer your questions and make you successful and make you love it just as much as they love it. And not, not to down the online stores. I think there's some no, good online stores, but you can't have that personal interaction. That's right. Um, especially now COVID, that's kind of tough. And I can understand if someone wants to do most of their shopping online, but you can't, you, you can, they can... You can ask some questions online, but it'll take you one to two business days to get the email back for that right. question. And I think it's kind of confusing when you're online. They have a whole bunch of stuff, and mm -hmm. you're you're just like, well, that looks pretty, or I think that looks good. And you can end up buying a bunch of aggressive fish that are going to fight each other yeah. to the death in the tank. Go into your local fish store. Hey, I'm interested in this fish. What can you tell me about it? What does it do? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's that, I think that's why I enjoy going to. A local fish store more than I do going online because the local fish store is going to care more about you as a person and a hobbyist than an online or a box store will. I think I an online store will care about you as a customer, but at the end of the day, they're kind of just wanting your money. Yeah. And that's not true for all of them. I'm sure no. there's some good online stores out there, but from what I've seen, I mean, that's that goes not only. It's um, not as personable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think. Um, kind of the opposite for the the car community you can't you can ask someone but you're not going to be able to go into a, a part store like um sure you can go to o'reilly's or autozone but at the end of the day they they know more about their car specifically right. um the best way to learn about uh, a specific car is join a forum page mm. you join the forum page there is probably of any car out there there's a forum page about that specific car and that problem and there will be a million answers and a million fixes to it and i think it's it's kind of hard because you can't walk into um anywhere and get an answer like that you know that you want how do you fix it easiest way to fix it if you brought it into a shop they're going to be like sure you know most shops will be like yeah sure that's messed up i can understand that but here's a million other things that are messed up on your car and this is going to cost you an extra million dollars so, hmm. it's kind of hard to compete, you know, with online, with, online. with uh, cars. I think you have a better chance of doing what you need to do online. Hmm. That's my personal skill. It's kind of it's kind of different. It but I mean, different. at the end of the day, I mean, who are you going to talk to? I mean, we we live in a pretty small city. Mm -hmm. My my car of choice is the Z3. Yeah. For my car, I know one other person that has a Z3 in Chattanooga. That's my age and likes to, you know, not not just daily driving, not hairdresser cars, what they're called. Right. And mine's more for race oriented. And there's another one, but his is more for the show orientation. But mm. he asked me, he wasn't interested, and he actually bought the same exact car I had and did what I wanted oh, to cool. do to it. And so I was able to help, help him and have some uh, friends of friends that'll call me time to time and be like, hey, my buddy's looking at getting a Z3, and I heard you have one. What can you tell me about it? And what can you expect from it? Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of hard to find answers like that um you right. can't walk up to someone it's kind of hard to get in contact with a certain car so do your research online go to youtube watch videos on it see what people are doing go mm -hmm. on forum pages read what the forums are saying and just get a good idea about that car specifically or what car you're interested in agreed but anywho cycling your first tank we went on a long rabbit hole yeah um uh, cycling your first tank so once you are we were talking about testing so once you have your ammonia source, have your bacteria in the water, you're testing. You're testing. I test every day when I'm cycling. 
And that's just get to get a reading because what's going to happen is your ammonia is going to get eaten by that bacteria and turn into nitrite, which is also toxic. And then that bacteria, once there's not enough ammonia to sustain the amount of bacteria that's in the tank, once it's spread enough, um, will split off and some of it will start eating your nitrite and turning it in, into nitrate. So when we're looking at uh, what we're testing for, we're mostly testing in the beginning for ammonia, nitrite, and nitrate. And when we have zero ammonia and zero nitrite, and we have nitrate, that's when we're cycled. That's when we're ready for fish, because in lower amounts, the nitrate is non-toxic to our fish. Um, and it's really that simple. I mean, you just ammonia source, your bacteria, wait for the bacteria to move the ammonia source over to nitrate, and then you're ready for fish. Or if you go with the you know cycle that you used fish you'll already have fish or a dead fish in the tank <laughs> um my but, question i have a question yeah i know the answer but for the listeners sure you you do a water change water change mm. that's the quickest way to fix all those issues most of the time You're bringing it down diluting the water yeah so you have high ammonia in it the mm-hmm. quickest and easiest fix is what you give to people to water change right yeah um and that's kind of a quick fix for it because if you have high ammonia in the tank, what you really want is that ammonia to get worked over into nitrate. Mm-hmm. And if you do a water change, yes, it's going to bring it down, but it's not going to help with bringing it over. So there's two reasons that you would have high ammonia. Mm-hmm. Either you put too much nutrients for the bacteria to handle. So think of it as a, a conveyor belt with workers that are working on, on parts or something. Okay. And, um, you know, they're working on a part every five seconds or something. Like they have to put a lid on an a assembly part. line. An assembly line, yes. And it's going through. And then all of a sudden somebody dumps a bunch of parts on one side of this assembly line and it's trying to go through and they've got to stop the conveyor belt because it's taking so long to work this ammonia through because there's not enough workers. That's the same thing with your ammonia in your tank. So either you have killed off some of your bacteria and your bacteria needs to build back up or breed more so that it can handle the level of ammonia that is in your tank, or you've put too much nutrients in there. Either a fish has died, or uh, you fed too much, your kid got a hold of the fish food container and dumped the whole freaking thing oh, in there. Oh, you heard that? Oh yeah, lots, lots of times. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's actually one of the most common things because the kid thinks it's taking care of the fish, but a whole thing of food that is supposed to last you like six months is not no that's Hmm. yeah too much too much for the bacteria to handle (laughs) um so doing a water change yes can help in the situation of feeding too much because you're getting rid of the food that is causing the ammonia and then the bacteria can work through the ammonia that's in the water um but in the case of if you don't have enough bacteria a water change can sometimes harm you because you're also going to have to be dosing more bacteria into the tank because you want to handle that back or the the ammonia load that is in the tank. So when you are doing a water change and you're also adding liquid bacteria into the water column, you're going to be taking out some of that bacteria which will not be very efficient anyways. I got you. Yeah. So starting with cars. Okay. What what is Here's a good question. What is a good if some if I were to say I really want to get into like street racing or cars or a- anything, what is a good car for me? What what car should I get? In a Miata. A Miata? A Miata. Okay. No questions asked. Why? 
you cannot beat it in a Miata. Really? In price, quality? Yeah. What are we talking about? So, uh, price and quality. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a big thing is, is a lot of people want to go out and get these S chassis cars, like I wanted. Sure. That's the S13, S14s, all those Nissans. I know what those are from the show we're watching yeah, right initial now. Yeah, Initial D. <laughs> initial D. Um, they're great cars. They really are. But they break a lot. And Miatas break a lot. But... They're easy to fix. And cheap. Oh my mm. gosh, are they cheap and easy to fix. You can go and get all your... So what is cheap? In the retrospect of things, I mean, it's really confusing because you have a lot of aftermarket parts. Sure. Um, so I, I would say a turbo kit. That's an easy thing. So we okay. have we have an NA, which means naturally aspirated, so mm-hmm. there's no compression in the engine, so no supercharger, procharger, or turbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have an NA Miata, but NA is also the uh, code for the car. So that's the first oh. generation Miata. You have NA, NB, NC, ND, and then you have RF, which is the most recent. Oh, okay. Okay. So when they're saying those... NA, those, yeah. NA is pop-up headlights. Really? Yep. That's the first generation, the ones with the pop-up headlights. Wow. So it gets kind of confusing when you're like NA Miata. You're like, well, mm-hmm. naturally aspirated, but they all come naturally aspirated for the most part. Pop-up headlights, pop-ups. first generation. Okay. Okay. So, so what does it mean now that we're talking about like the the numbers and the letters and whatever chassis codes? Yeah, what is when you said the S thirteen and fourteen? Yeah, what does that codes. mean? They're chassis okay. codes. So it's like generation. So you have the S chassis, what they're called. Okay. So that's the chassis code in thirteen. It, well, the first generation actually, I, I misspoke. I think our pilot episode. I said the the first generation was an S thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wrong. I did some. Research. Oh really? I did some research. The S was Dude, you're supposed one. to be our car expert. Hey, I'm st- <laughs> there is still so much to learn. I, yeah, I'm, I agree. I, I'm more into German cars than anything. Sure. These are Japanese, so. But I, th- I believe the first one was uh, S10. Mm. Um, there were some in America, but not a lot. Then the ele- S11, um, I think those are only in Japan. Mm. And then the S12, those were in America, but not highly sought after. The S13. Right was highly sought after. That's what everyone wanted. And the S14 was the yeah. predecessor of the S13. So they're chassis codes. So you have like that, um, the BMWs, um, the older ones are E-series. So I have an E34 um, and an E36-7 for my Z3. Okay. So you have E36, E34, E32, and then now you get into the F chassis codes. These are the newer looking cars. Okay. So it's kind of confusing. It's more of an enthusiast talk. So yeah. So you can be like, I have an E36-7. Mm. And, and most, you would know what yeah. model that is. Instead of okay. saying a Z3. Sure. Um, so I can say, I have a 240. Mm. Okay, S13 or S14. Then you have to ask more. So uh, if I just came out and I was like, I have an S13, you would know, hey, that's the S13. That's the one with the uh, pop-up headlights. You would automatically know that. And then your next question would be like, Cooper Hatch. Mm, okay. So okay. It, it's just kind of like, hey, this is what I have, just to save some time, just straight to the point. Right, right. Um, mine's kind of confusing because not a lot of people understand that the E36 7 is just for the Z3s. The E36 is a coupe car. Um, I had one of those M3, the white car. I don't know if you've seen the picture of me racing. It's kind of boxy looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Those okay. are the E36s. Okay. So it can get kind of confusing with chassis. I was so. about to say, yeah. But um, the best starter car, bang for your buck, in Amy Auto. In Amy Auto. Um, they're slow. I have mm-hmm. ones like they're slow. That's okay. You can do a lot to them to make them fast. Yeah. Uh, but they're cheap. They're reliable and they're fun. They weigh nothing. Mm. So it, it's like having I, can't, I do not know the curb weight. I think it's like one thousand six hundred, eight hundred. 
Wow. For a tiny little car that you can just point and shoot. That's what I say. You turn your wheel and it's going there. You got some wow. nice tires on that car. That's always important. When you get a new sports car, the first upgrade you should always do is tires. No questions asked. Why is that? Um, traction and, you know, with rain and all that. And I'd say the second is brakes. Most people want to get in there like, I want to go fast. I want to dump all my money. No. No. You can go as fast as you want, but that's not going to save you. At the end of the day, what's going to save you is safety, braking. Mm. You can stop faster. That's going to do you better, especially road course racing, than sure. accelerating, in my opinion. Um, safety. So get, you know, if, you, if you're really going to be really track oriented, get a nice roll cage. Mm. Um, you can buy a roll cage kit online, make sure it's up to spec and the form of racing you're going to be doing accepts that roll cage and you can literally bolt it in and maybe do some welding hmm. or you can go out of your way and build your own roll cage there's a lot you can do um with racing especially but um get it get a miata that's a great get a miata <laughs> get a miata they're cheap man i can find you in a miata for a grand really oh yeah thousand dollars thousand dollars you can go out and find one it may not look too pretty but it'll run and drive but it'll drive might have some holes in leather. Might yeah. reek of cigarette smoke. The convertible top may not work. Some of the headlights might be maybe one headlight works. Right. It's a thousand bucks. It's a thousand dollars. I mean, come on, that's a great entry. That is. That's car. awesome. Yeah, that's my favorite sports card. That's how to get started. Save up a thousand, sure. get a Miata. And in the headlights broken, you can buy aftermarket headlights where they're LED mm. circle ones for like forty dollars on eBay. Wow. Or anywhere. If you're not an eBay parts guy, a lot of people don't like eBay. Mm. I kind of agree with that. Kind of don't at the so same time. So why is eBay not for, like, why wouldn't you like it? Um, It's like cheaper made stuff. Uh, okay, it's, okay, okay. It's something most people uh, correlate eBay to be cheaper stuff. I, I, I can agree with that. Um, There's a lot of stuff on eBay that should remain on eBay and should not be bought. But mm. at the same time, you know, there's a lot of good stuff you can buy on eBay for a car. Right. Um, Great deals. So, that is my spiel on the NA Miata. And that's that's how you start. That's how you get into it. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, well, more into that. If you yeah, want to get right. into racing, I would say a great starter, how I started, was uh, SCCA, Sports mm. Car Club of America. Okay. Google them. There's one near you. They race. My, my uh, sanction, the Chattanooga Region SCCA, races second Sunday of every month. You can go on the website. It'll tell you all about it. I used to run the Instagram page. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at you, uh, Back man. in high school before I went to college. So you can just go on there and you can just find some local racing. It's $50. Uh, your first race is free to get you hooked. Really? First race is free. Wow. Just sign a, have a driver's license, sign a waiver, put on a wristband. Um, and it's great racing, great experience. You right. Get, uh, you can have a coach in your car, too, if you want. They'll, if you can be a novice, uh, it's great. It really is. So you can find them online, go to a race. Your first one's free. Then you pay like a hundred dollar membership if you really want to get into it. And then it brings down races. Think from like fifty to twenty or thirty. It's been a while. Wow. And then if you don't want to buy the membership, then it's like fifty five every time. Sure. So you're gonna save money if you plan on doing six races. I believe was the math. Um, a year. It's cheaper to buy the membership. You yeah. Pay that. And if you're new under six, then just buy it. But the membership absolutely has its benefits. Hmm. Um, you can race anywhere. Um, yeah. You can race any SCCA uh, base level sanctioned race, not an SCCA pro. So as far as a hobby goes, you said six times a year. It's like every two months or so, right? 
Yeah, well, there's a season. Okay, okay. Um, a lot of a lot of people don't like to race in the cold. Mm. Um, okay. Just because your tires can't get up and right. I just I, I, there's a whole spill on why racing on the cold can be better because the air is going to be thicker, so your car can bring in more air. You know. Right. So there can be a whole another counter argument to that, but. For the most part, a lot of racing doesn't get done in the winter. So there's six, seasons. Yeah, sure. So six times. So as a hobby, I would think that you would want to do it all year. What do you mm-hmm. do outside of racing? Like when build your car. Build up on your car. Yeah, work I mean, on it. You're so going to break you can it down. Go and show it off. Yeah, or work on it. Actually, you can show it off so you can get it back up. Because I mean, you're beating on this car pretty hard, you know, and you need to bring it in and do maintenance. You know, you, you need to do oil change every five thousand miles. Mm-hmm. I recommend five thousand. Some people say ten thousand. It's all changed to five thousand. It's just the easiest, mm-hmm. nice round number, easy to remember. Right. Uh, I think that's the best. Do the oil change sooner than you should, mm-hmm. but it always helps. It's going to extend the life of your motor. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to do oil changes after these. Uh, you should be doing them in between the seasons if you're going to daily them, and in between races if you're really into it. I think. Right. But I mean, you have to exchange brake pads, wheels, tires. Because I, I drove my car to high school when I was racing, so oh, it was that's my awesome. it was my it daily. Was your daily. I daily drove it all over town. Everyone knows me for that car when it wanted to run. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just have a a nice season where you can give your car a break, if you will. Right. Where you can attend to it, you know. There's a big project you've been putting off. You know, there's a little rattle in your engine, and you finally decide you're going to chase that rattle down. That's a great time to do it. Yeah. And not only that, you can work a little more and save sure. a little more, and you can work, you know, work on your car. It's a it's a good a good dead season. Right. I think if you were to do it year round, you would either go insane or broke or both. So. Or both. <laughs> insane or broke or both. That sounds that yeah. sounds like any hobby though. <laughs> yeah. So, it's nice to take breaks. Yeah, I completely agree. So how do you practice for, for a race? How do you, like, because you, you can't just do six times a year and say, man, I'm awesome at racing. <laughs> so um, there are simulators, but in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion, these they're called sim racing or right. sims. They're not accurate. They can't clearly depict, you know, track conditions, sure. weather conditions, car conditions. They can try the best they want. And they can they try can't to, really. You can't. You can't nail it perfectly, and they no. never do. Um, how I got good at what I did is I kind of had a bit of a adolescence, teenager. I was kind of crazy nice. and drove kind of fast, and I learned the easy way and the hard way. Mm-hmm. A lot of tickets and a lot of races. I don't think that's the approach most people should take so what would you say if you because we're talking about somebody who might begin what would you recommend to them to like so i said acca was a great start yes and crscca the china region does once a month Mm. there's atlanta there's you know birmingham there's tri-cities um there's all types of racing clubs go out and find all these racing clubs and register for as many as you can um, that's what I did, and that's how I, I got really big into it. I had a, um, a buddy, Tim, um, we would race the E36 together, and we'd go up to uh, Tri-Cities and yeah. race a lot, and we had a lot of fun. Yeah, so lesson to be learned if you want to get really good at racing, deliver sushi at, or tofu at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and drive uh, five years before you're supposed to. Start right. driving when yeah, you're yeah, 11. Yeah. <laughs> such a good show it is it is a good show i'm, I'm hooked we're on episode 17 17 first anime for me really yeah oh yeah you're right you are 
had never watched anime. Yeah. So it's interesting, but I really. But like car it. anime. That's how you get me hooked. I know. Who knows? Maybe yeah. after we finish all seasons, I'll be like, I want to watch a different anime. Who yeah. knows? Fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, um, I guess more on fish because you said the Miata would be the car that you would start with. If I was to say somebody were to start with any tank, like what would be a good tank size? What I tell most customers when I'm asked that, like, so I'm starting saltwater or I'm starting freshwater. What's what's the best beginner size? I My number one answer is get a tank that is the biggest tank you can afford. Yeah. Go big or go home. Because in a smaller tank, tank the parameters change all the time. Which with Matthew's tank, he's got a 10-gallon uh, with two clownfish in it, parameters don't change really that much because... I have a lot of sand in my rock. He does, but he also has only two fish. <laughs> Good filtration. Um, my babies. Yeah, his babies. He doesn't feed them. <laughs> I do feed them. <laughs> he feeds them. He feeds them. Don't call child support. Um, fish support. <laughs> fish support. <laughs> um, but anywho... Get as big as you can because in a big tank, your parameters will stay more stable. You don't have to do as much maintenance. When there is something that's happening, it happens slowly so you can get your your head around it. Um, Can I give you an analogy that my uncle gave me about that? Go for it. Go for it. He said that if you take a football field Uh and a gymnasium in a bedroom and you put them all together and you get 100 dogs. Yeah. You put 100 dogs in the bedroom, they're going to fight and kill each other and tear up the room pee poop vomit whatever tear up that room really fast yeah if you put them in the gym they're still going to tear up maybe a few will fight but it's going to be easy to control you put them on that football field you're not going to have as much issues you might have them there then and there but for the biggest part that's the best way to describe it and you still have to go pick up all the you know yeah after parts in either scenario but in a in a smaller tank it is in the bedroom in the bedroom sorry yeah you have to clean it more often Exactly. Than a football field. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was a that was a great. That's explanation. a great explanation. Yeah, that's that's amazing. The first yeah. wise words. Yeah, Greg. look at you. <laughs> Greg had great words. <laughs> Sage wisdom, man. <laughs> I, I think that's a, a great analogy. That is a great analogy. So when are you gonna get your coral? I thought you texted me today and you said I got a surprise for you. And I was hoping you were oh, gonna bring you, me all my coral. Oh no. It was the bagels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, either way, I'm happy. I know you're taking care of the corals. Yeah. Uh, but I whenever think, you're ready. Are you ready? I think we need to do a water test. Go upstairs. Okay, okay, t- okay. T- test my water. Um, yeah. I left my light off for about half this week because I think the algae was getting a little fast. Sure. So I tried to kill the algae by turning off the light. I don't know how well that's doing. Yeah. Um, and then... Well, you just started as well. You moved it. Whenever yeah. you move it, your algae is going to bloom because you're going to have extra nutrients. That's true. Some of your bacteria is going to die. That's true. You know. And I'm adding the, um, what are they called? The little, not phytoplankton. Um, Copepods. Copepods right yeah, now. Yeah, man. For my mandarin baby. Mandarin. He already eats frozen, but I think it's a nice. Treats. Treats and nibbles yeah. for him. To, nibbles. Uh, we got him for free. Can't be free. Nope. Met a great guy that um, sells them on eBay. He's the. Yeah, um, he is another wholesaler for uh, dry goods and uh, livestock as well as live foods. Um, I've actually really liked his his quality. Uh, He gave us, let me see if we can try and find his name so we can give him a little bit of a shout out. But he gave us uh, a few different things to try. Um, 
Uh, he gave us uh, copepods, rotifers, which is another small uh, marine invertebrate that is good for feeding fish, and then uh, DTs or phytoplankton. And then he gave us one that's a mixture of all of them. You used which it. I swiftly took so that I Matthew wanted to could, try it. <laughs> so that Matthew couldn't. Yeah. Um, and it's done wonders for my tank. All of the uh, small marine invertebrates and and such that I can see crawling around on my rocks and in my in between my corals. I need to and go everything. ahead and add the rest of my copepods. I've been adding little yeah. bit by little bit. I need to add some more tonight. So today it was the day I made twofold on the um, the coral investment. Wow. Today, how many weeks it's been? Two. Two. Two weeks. And you've doubled your profit. Doubled the profit. For the store. For the store, yes. Okay. For Carl. <laughs> yeah. Have you had any customers ask about, I went down there and I got some hammers. I'm really yeah. concerned. I had one customer ask today because she liked how small it was. I told you. What would you tell her? I told her it's not for sale. Did you <laughs> tell her it was one of your friends? It's my buddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heck, she could have bought it until her 50 bucks. It's hers. Gone. <laughs> no. no, I'm excited to put that in there. Did you sell uh, my Zoe too? No, it's there. I, I, do you think I'm going to sell your stuff? Come I, on. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't blame you if the no. customer was like, hey, I'll pay such and such, such, and such I'd no. be like, go for it. I, well, it wouldn't mean that much to At that me. point, if somebody asks for your coral, I would just be like, no, but I have this better one over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's more expensive. Yeah, more expensive. Please no. buy this. <laughs> um, I did have a customer today. He just bought a Regal Angel. That I was very impressed with. Have okay. you ever seen a Regal? Those are the striped ones with so, yellow and blue. Yes, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. gorgeous. They're one of my favorite. Yeah, and one of... They're hard. Yeah. They're super yeah. hard to kick. They're they're very difficult because they don't eat. Yeah. And they like if you've ever had any sort of fish wallpaper, like any sort of fish wallpaper, except for like a koi or whatever, this fish is in the wallpaper. Or the mandarin. It's a, or the mandarin. The mandarin's always there too. But this fish, even though not very many people keep it, it's just so stunning. I mean, it's just beautiful. Even aquariums don't really keep this fish because it doesn't eat. How I long mean, has he had it? Literally, um, he has had it for a week, and he's got it in quarantine, trying to get it to eat, and is not really working out. But we'll see. Um, but this fish, just to explain, because I'm realizing that I can't really show you the picture I'm looking at, is a absolutely gorgeous yellow Google as it. as the base. What? Google it. Yeah, Google it. Please Google Regal Angelfish. It's so beautiful with the blue stripes, and then it has this really nice orange on its uh, caudal fin. Oh my god. What's gosh. a caudal fin? This is the back fin right there. I mean, the it, it's anal. just knowing the an, anatomy. Isn't, isn't, the, isn't that the anal fin? Yeah, I just don't want to say anal. Okay. <laughs> I've always heard. It's the anal fin. Anal, dorsal, mm-hmm. and then pectoral. Pectoral. And then. Tail. 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 Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if there was a special name. I've always called it the tail. Yeah, and then caudal, caudal fin's right here, but it is. Um, it's it's better than saying anal on a podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, it's anatomy. Yes, anatomy, anatomy. That's what I. Never mind. Anywho, um, so that's one of the harder fish. Very if very you're a beginner. Difficult, do not get a regal. Don't get a regal. So that's <laughs> or, a good. That's a good thing to talk about. If they're a beginner in cars, what car shouldn't they get? Shouldn't. No, like don't get this car if you're a beginner. I know. I said I had a BMW. Do not get a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> I have two, and I regret it every day. <laughs> <laughs> gets more garage time than street time <laughs> <laughs> amen that thing has sat in the garage longer than it's been driven mm. um get get a um 
like I said, a Miana. Miana. I mean, I, I, I kind of said S13s weren't that good. They're kind of yeah, good. But, like... Uh, you got to maintain them. KAs, yeah. that's the engine in them. They, they... What car breaks down the most? BMW. BMW. Good BMW. job, man. <laughs> they look good, though. Mm-hmm. In your garage, sitting on mm-hmm. floor jacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they look great. Um, I would say BMWs break down the most. Out mm. of any German car is really going to break down the most. Get a, get a Lexus, a Toyota. Did they break down a lot when you were in high school? Like oh, when yeah. you drove it every day? Yeah, but I worked at a German car repair place, so I had uh, a lot of access to these specialty tools, a lift, which pulls your car up in the air, so it's easier to do all this stuff. And I have, yeah. I mean, here I have limited tools, limited space, and, you know, limited funds. When I worked yeah. there, I could get parts for cheap. I had a lot of friends that were the head mechanics there, so mm-hmm. uh, I would get my dad to buy him a case of beer or a pack of cigarettes, and they would stay late and help me. I literally... Got all four brakes and pads and rotors done on my car, which normally would cost you $1,000 for that car to be done. Um, I paid, I think, like $300 for everything. Wow. And it was carbon ceramic, too, which is super. It was carbon ceramic pads and uh, ceramic-coated rotors, which, I mean, is... Carbon ceramics the top of the line, but I mean, that carbon ceramic pads and close to top of the line, so you don't have all that brake dust, and they last longer, and they cool mm. off quicker. I think I paid $400 for all the brakes and everything, three or $400, I can't remember, it's been a while, and then four or five packs of cigarettes and a uh, box of beer. Mm. I got my dad to pick it up, he brought it up after work, and he stayed until, uh, Vincent, if you're listening, shout out, he stayed up with me, helped me did it. Wow. He mostly did everything. Because um, he wanted to get out of there, <laughs> and he got it done for me, and that's all wow. it cost me. That's that's a, a, a huge savings. Uh, whereas now it probably cost me close to eight hundred dollars, oh and God. it would take me probably two or three days with limited tools. Because I mean, wow. I have a life here, I have a girlfriend, and yeah. all that, so I don't have time to sit down and do all this. And yeah. currently looking for a job. So, <laughs> so why why are you not working at the German German place? Um, so I'm, right now I'm focusing on sales. Mm, uh, I want to do okay, car okay. sales. I'm looking around. I got a job hey. um, opportunity at Porsche of Chattanooga being a porter. Nice. I'm kind of wanting to lean out of the mechanic side of it because sure. mechanics is great and it's a great knowledge to have and to do and work on the cars. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, a roof you hit where right. you can only do so much and earn so you much. You can only grow so far, yeah. Sales, I can start low and finish high mm. you know i can start selling hondas and retire selling lamborghinis wow. in fact i went into porsche i know one of the salespersons there uh jerry i've known jerry for a while uh, did my senior project at porsche for sales with him and uh, interned with him and uh, i went back in there this week and i asked if i could work mm-hmm. for him and he um introduced me to the new sales manager at porsche wow very nice guy. He's from the north, so he's really loud. But he was a great guy. He <laughs> he's me, really loud. He, he even said he admitted it. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Um, he he um, gave me some great advice, awesome advice to listen to. And we walked into the dealership manager, and he said, "I want Matthew to work for me as a salesperson." Wow. And I was like, "Yes, yes." And the the dealership manager was like, "Well, unfortunately, our insurance will only let you if you're 21." I was like, dang, that was my shot. Oh, I had it. Palm. I I was right there and right to the ground. So, um, 
Portia offered me an opportunity to be a porter for a year and a half till I turned 21. Sure. And then I can take on sales, which I think is great. I think that's a great. No, I, that's I, fantastic. I think that's great. Yeah. I like that. So um, what does a porter do for people that don't know? Uh, a porter will clean your car when it right. comes in for service. And mm-hmm. then let's say you're a single guy. You mm-hmm. have no family here. You, you, you just live here by yourself and you only yeah. come here for work. So you, you're by yourself. So you, you drive a Porsche. You have an awesome top-of-the-line Porsche. So right. you bring it in, and you're like, hey, I need the oil done and some brakes and tires, mm-hmm. whatever you need done. But I need to go to work. Mm-hmm. But sure, my name uh, will interest you in one of our porters. So they're, hi, my name's Matthew. Uh, what car would you like to take? I'll take you to work, and I'll drive the gentleman to work, mm-hmm. drop him off, come back, get his car. Maybe it'll get done in the day. Maybe it'll take a couple days. We'll leave him with a rental. Who knows? But if it normally it's the same day. I'll uh, wash his car for him. It'll get all the stuff. We'll get the stuff done first. Then I'll wash it, get mm-hmm. it all cleaned out, fill up the air with. Uh, um, they use, they don't use oxygen or they use uh, hydrogen. I think it's uh, more. It doesn't compress as much and it weighs less. Oh, nice. So fill up the the tires with hydrogen, and um, maybe deliver it to him at work right. or deliver it to him at his house, and drive that car where he needs it to be. So I deliver it, or you come in. And you want a new Porsche 911, but it's the base model. It's not one of the nice showroom cars, but it's still Porsche. Right. You're like, hey, I'm interested in the sales. You're talking to Jerry, my friend Jerry. He's like, hey, sure enough, I got that car. It's on the lot. Hey, Matthew, go get that car in the back of the lot. So he doesn't have to waste his time walking away from the interest buyer. And you don't have to walk all the way out there. It's a, it's a, cool. it's cool, cool. more of a, I'm trying to look. It's like a busboy. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. A busboy. It's more of a, a convenience thing. It's, well, and you get to watch and I think meet that that clientele be, yeah you get to meet clientele you get to start from the bottom which everybody respects someone who started from the bottom mm-hmm. um and you get to watch other people and yeah. learn from the sidelines instead of yeah. being thrown directly into the fire you know i, I, think, I think that, that, that would be a great opportunity for you and, and i think it is at. too and i have sales experience selling mm-hmm. boats and yachts but um i went to some other dealerships and um i have some interest at some other dealerships okay. so i don't know if i want to do Porsche. I think I'll end up doing Porsche in the long run, and I'm happy. Sure, there. More sure. than happy. But I would definitely like to branch out and look at all my options. Can I do another dealership? Can I be another salesperson for another dealership and get more um, experience yeah. as a salesperson at another dealership and then come back to Porsche and have more experience selling cars mm, and have okay. some people that I know there so I can walk in at that position when I'm 21 or whenever I decide I'm ready, 21 plus. Yeah. I think that's what I might do. That's what I would like to do. Love to. Um, but I don't know if it's what I can do. Uh, Want and can are two different things. They're two very different things. Golly. Tough decision. Very tough decision. But in any case, you'll be working with cars. Yeah. So that'll be Sales. Awesome. And I've worked with mechanics forever, but I'm just kind of burnt out on it. And I would like to. Uh, sales. Sales. Good there living. That's what my mom does. She yeah. Great so money. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Lordy. Um, I guess looking over everything we talked about, cars, I know that I'm going to be wanting a, a, a Miata. You want a Miata? <laughs> I want a Miata. If, if that's what's going to get me started. Okay. Yeah, Miata. And it's great. Easy to work on. Mm-hmm. Great learner. I figured you wanted the AE86. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. one. Good luck finding one. Oh, I like that car, though. I love that car, though. I like the A86. I like the S chassis, the S13 chassis. Mm. That's my favorite. Um, with the pop-ups, not the Sylvia front end. Ah, I so. liked. I liked the. 
Yeah, the 180. Yeah. That's the 180 in Japan or the, the 240 S13 here. So. I, li- I really like that. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. They're very cool. They're very awesome. So I want uh, a Miata, which is, is one thing for, for a beginner. And I they're want all, to... I think all NAs are manual, if I'm not mistaken. I love So for just in between the last podcast and this podcast, um, my first car that I ever drove was a Ford Focus 2004, mm-hmm. and it was manual. And I loved it. I absolutely loved that car, um, even though it was an absolute piece of junk. <laughs> it, it I think w- everyone's first car should be a manual agreed. Car. Uh, well, a manual car and a car that they don't really care all that much about. Because if you get a car that like your dad's gonna get super mad at you for like wrecking or getting wrecked or or getting crashed into or whatever, um, it's not fun to drive because you're always worried about it. I think you learn best from your mistakes. So I think you I to, completely agree. So I, I, but I think you need a manual, cheap first car. And a Miata's great. A Miata's great. <laughs> hey, Dad, I told the Miata, oh, dang, son. Oh, like, dang, $1,000. Yeah, $1,000 is a lot, but for a car, that's not. No, not You'll at all. pay more in insurance in right. five months than you will the whole car's worth. Sure. You know? Probably. Yeah. But, um,. I think that's great. And you can get a, a, a manual. I think everyone's first car should be a manual. Agreed. Stay off the cell phone. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Both first-time mm-hmm. drivers. You stay off the cell phone. You're more connected to the car. And you can understand yeah. how the car works. And every enthusiast wants a manual that is able to yeah. drive a manual. And it feels good. Man, yeah. I got back in. That's what I was about to tell him is that uh, he has his... FJ. Yes, FJ. Oh, my gosh. I love that car. The 79 FJ40. Yeah. For sale. And he let me uh, for sale. <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> he let me drive it, mm-hmm. and um, I was it was manual, and I got to drive manual for the first time in a year and a half. In your dream car. In my dream car, it was it was absolutely heavenly. But it made me want a manual again. It made me dread driving to work every day in my automatic, and I absolutely hate it i think i think think you're on the right track there yeah every day that i drive to work i am now thinking about driving a manual car again when do you think you'll be able to get a miata uh well i'm buying a business and then a house so (laughs) we're gonna be uh moving into yeah that's pretty exciting that is very exciting I'm, i'm very excited about that i think it's gonna be fun um a lot of fish and a lot of garage yeah a lot of fish and a lot of cars I think it'll be very, very good home for this podcast. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. But yeah, no, um, it just it just made me like hunger for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like here's a here's an Amy Otter right here. On Look at that. Facebook. How much is it? A thousand two hundred. Thousand two hundred. Say right. Wow. Top looks a little janky, and it's a little bit rough. iffy on the inside. But for a thousand two hundred, I'm sure you can talk wow. to a thousand. Wow. Well, and like my Ford Focus, you know what the 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 value was on it? Like About the three grand? No, no, it's five hundred dollars. Oh wow! When I like it was no bells and whistles. It was it looked. Uh, I used to make the joke. The inside of the car looked like one of those uh, baby toys with the the levers and the switches and the like that don't do anything because oh, okay. <laughs> there were so many like <laughs> little knobs and buttons that were just like. You had no idea what they did or didn't work at all? Didn't work at all. No, like, could have been hooked up to something, but weren't. Didn't. You hit a button and a bomb goes off. And right, right, right. across the sea every time. <laughs> You're somewhere blowing up. You wouldn't know. 
you would know it's five hundred dollars that's hour. right <laughs> but i i was so surprised because i was like i'm gonna at least get like two thousand dollars from this car i brought it into the the car max or whatever oh no wonder they gave no, me no 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 they gave me more they offered me eight hundred dollars and that's what i ended up getting for why it. didn't you just try to sell it yourself that's what i did i sold okay, it myself sorry. Sorry. And got the $800, the highest offer, but I'm not a car guy, so I didn't ask any more than $800. But <laughs> I went to CarMax first, and I said, how much would you give me in trade-in? $800. Great. Didn't really like that. So I left, and then I went and looked at Kelly Blue Book, mm-hmm. and Kelly Blue Book said $500. <laughs> I was like, man, this is really not getting very good. And then I left it in the, the VM parking lot for one night with $800 on the window, and a kid picked it up, and Gone. there we go. Yeah, the AC didn't work. The uh, windows, two of the windows didn't roll down because I had broken the... the regulator? No, I have the... The rolls, the yeah, cranks. Yeah, the cranks. It was crank windows, and nice. I had broken the cranks off of two of the windows. <laughs> They're like $2 online. Oh, well, I don't know how to put them in, so... Oh, uh, let me tell you. You grab it, and you push it in. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that tells you how much I know about cars. <laughs> but the AC didn't work, and uh, that was going to be $800 to fix, which I didn't really appreciate. Um, the, the car's value to fix that. Right, right. <laughs> right. At that point, I was like, nah, get a new car. Yeah. Um, and decided on Roxanne. Roxanne. I wish that I had gone with a manual at this point. Maybe, would you, mm. what car would you have right now if you could have the same budget that you spent on Roxanne? How much did you spend on Roxanne? 10000 10000 Yeah. Do you wish you would have spent your 10000 differently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think you would have rather had? I don't know. Something, because I like, I, I liked the feel that she has. Mm-hmm. Like, how, it's it doesn't feel like I'm too low to the ground, but it doesn't feel like I'm in a It's truck. a, it, it's a Kia Sportage. Or not yeah, sportage, it, uh, it's a Kia, hatchback. Kia Forte. Forte's yeah, hatch. Okay. Hatch, yeah. Um, and it, it, it feels good, but it also drives fast. But, I mean, you're, you have maintenance accounts. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's a hatchback. Because you have to fit a lot of five-gallon buckets. Yeah. I barely use the back seats. They're always down. Um, and then I also pick up fish from the airport all the time, mm-hmm. so I, I got to... I gotta have room to. Um, you were looking for something reliable, cheap to insure, yep. cheap to fix, yep. and had a lot of space and good gas mileage. Yes, and could drive fast because I like driving fast. I don't know if that drives fast, in my opinion. It drives fast for when you. I drive it, yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You're like right at that level where you need to buy a Miata like tomorrow mm-hmm. and go to an SCCA race and have a blast on it. I think that's where you're My at. free race. Yes. 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 Yeah. I still know the uh, the um, leaders or owners or whatever you want to call it of that right. station. So, or the president, I think, is what they prefer. Nice. So, great ladies. Great ladies. They're great ladies. <laughs> you gotta love them. They have personalities like I've never seen. Wow. Out of this world. They've lived together for 50 years. Wow. Yeah. Met in New Jersey. Beautiful. Yeah. They're hilarious. <laughs> well, I think we're coming up to to the end. We're coming yeah. up towards an hour. Right, right under an hour. But we're, I think we're, we're good at this point. We're at a new filming location. So yeah, we're at our recording 
location. recording location. I hope it sounds better. Yeah, it, we're at my house, so there's a, we're in the, the office, so there's not a lot of... Yeah, the train room. The train room, <laughs> my dad's train room, so there's, there's not a lot of... Um, Fish, fish tanks. tanks. <laughs> we thought about doing it in my room, but my my filters are loud. Yeah, they're very loud. <laughs> it's like ring, ring, 24-7 in my room. Except when the power went out for an hour today. Ooh. The power went out, and I was like, oh, I can't leave. My girlfriend wanted to leave. I was like, I can't leave. I need to make sure the power comes My babies back. are okay. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird. We were sitting there, and all of a sudden, it just went, Choo! and it was just quiet like this. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst sound, though. I was in the store one time and that happened. Like, I was just about to catch a fish for somebody and then it all just... Mm-hmm. And I've never heard it more quiet in that building because that's got more than 100 tanks Yeah, running constantly with bubbles and filters. And st- I mean, it's just... Constant, constantly. Constant which white noise. I drown it out because that's I... That's how I am upstairs. Yeah, every single day I'm It's in white there. noise. I'm yeah. falling asleep every day up there. Right. It's white noise. And uh, when it goes quiet, it is the strangest, most uneasy feeling. Uncomfortable silence. Like, my my heart drops into my stomach. Mm-hmm. It is... Because, uh, uh, I mean, awful. not only does it just... It's offsetting, but you have all this money, basically. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you don't know when it's going to come back on. Those are the immediate thoughts. It's like, when's it going to come back on? What's going to happen? What am I going to do? Do I need to bring the generator? Do I need to get the generator? Do I need to get go to McDonald's and get a bunch of straws and run around blue bubbles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah. we're coming up on an hour. I think it's a, a good, steady place to end. I think. I think so, too. So if you were to say final words about cars, what Miata. would you say? Miata. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I and, think I think a good starter fish would be a damsel. I know yeah, you hate damsel. them. They're hardy. They're or hardy. clownfish. Or clownfish. Most people buy clownfish Nemo's. Clownfish are damsels. But, you know. well, yeah, damsel yeah. family. But most people want a Nemo. Everybody wants a Nemo. All right. Yeah. But anywho, uh, bigger is better. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, episode three. Episode three. Next week will be episode four. Yeah, and we'll see what we're going to talk about then. We haven't discussed. We normally discuss what we were going to talk about right before we started. Right. We're going to talk about this week. It takes (laughs) twenty minutes to discuss it, but uh, yeah. Well, I we'll see you all next time. Next time.